Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. And welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio, How to Fight in Spiritual Warfare with Spiritual Warfare Prayers today. I want to thank you. I hope you had a wonderful Sabbath. We're Sabbath keepers here. We recognize the Sabbath. We we don't recognize Sunday here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. You can do what you got to do, and we do what we have to do. We are Sabbath keepers. I want to uh, let everybody know that we really need to understand spiritual warfare, and a lot of Christians don't practice it. They just don't practice it. And spiritual warfare it's confrontation by words to unseen forces that you can't see. But in the spiritual realm, you can see. Again, spiritual warfare is confrontation with unseen forces that you use words and believe that the words that you use will be effective to the enemy. That's spiritual warfare. Jesus gave us an illustration of that in Matthew chapter 4. As we see the confrontation between Jesus and Satan, he says, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. That's what he said to the devil. So you need to know the Bible to deal with spiritual warfare. Okay, so let's pray. There are some qualifications that you got to take care of when you're going to do spiritual warfare. We're going to get into that. Let's pray to our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, I ask that you to use me as your oracle. I bind Satan in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, you said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth should be bind in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I come up against every principality and every authority of demonic spirits that wish to come up against the brethren and the sister who hears his word. I come up against the spirit of slothfulness, mind-bending, forgetfulness, tiredness, dizziness, slumber spirit. I bind it. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I ask that you forgive us for all of our sins. In 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our fault, that you are just and able to forgive us from all unrighteousness. We take this opportunity and time to ask the Lord to forgive us for all of our sins. Lord, we thank you that you have thrown them into the sea of forgiveness. Psalms 1, 3, 11, and 12. And we thank you for the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus of Nazareth. Without you, we cannot see the Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Spiritual warfare are words that fight an unseen force of evil. We have two kingdoms. We're not in the, in the middle. There's no purgatory where the Roman Catholic Church says it. That's their doctrine. That's not in the Bible. Either you're on the kingdom of God or either you're in the kingdom of the devil. There are two kingdoms, Matthew 12, 26 and Matthew 12, 28. And these kingdoms are colliding every day. If you can see it, if you're spiritually, you can really see the problems in America. They are spiritual. Division, mega Republicans, these are Christians who are, are so radicalized, radicalized uh, by this forceful political objective. It's demonic. It's not God. And people are fudged. The war that's going on in Israel, this is spiritual. And everything that we do is spiritual. 
We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. The word definitely tells us that in Ephesians 6.12. But when you use these words, you have to have faith to speak them. Use them and they'll be effective. Now, you have to have faith in speaking the word. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we got to mix this with faith if we're going to do into a spiritual warfare. Now, if you're thinking on doing spiritual warfare and you got any unforgiveness in your heart, it's not going to work. Let me say this again. If you're doing spiritual warfare and you got unforgiveness in your heart, God's not going to hear nothing you're saying. Nothing. You are going to be wasting your time. You have to forgive. Matthew chapter 5, just a brief summary of that. Because when you're going into warfare, you don't want to have nothing depleted. You want to have your armor up. But if you're trying to pray and ask God to come to your defense and you break the number one commandment is love, 1 Corinthians 13, that's the most powerful commandment of all. God had his love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever should believe in him shall have everlasting life, John 3.16. He loves us. He's given us mercy and grace in time of need. We have to do the same with others. So if you got any unforgiveness in you, your spiritual warfare ain't going to work. Go get it right with the Lord. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, but I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say thy fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest thee that thy brother have an altar against thee, in Matthew 5.24, leave thee thy gifts before the altar, and go the way first, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer my, thy gifts. See, a lot of you are trying to do spiritual warfare. You ain't forgiving your husband. You're still mad at him for six months ago. You're riding on that. You're opening up the door to bitterness. And when bitterness get in there, it, it defiles the family life. It defiles the church. And the devil knows that. But because you won't turn it over to the Lord, you make it difficult. Amen? And you can't do that because when you let bitterness come into you, many people be defiled by it. So it's impossible for you to do spiritual warfare with unforgiveness. Hebrews twelve fifteen. look in diligence, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and death by many be defiled. You have to forgive. And before you talk about engaging in any form of spiritual warfare. Uh, one more in Isaiah 59, 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So he's not going to hear you if you got unforgiveness in your heart. Please get that out of you and mix faith with the words that you say. 
If you are cheating on your wife and committing adultery behind her back, then you will not be getting God's full protection or power to deliver you from any attacks that may be coming from your enemy. Whatever sin it is, you've got to get rid of it. You have to fight this thing, get it out of all sin is sent to death. I don't look at one sin as deeper than another sin. Because I really believe you can go to hell just by lying, no different than murder. It's still sin. So I don't like to have levels of sin. I don't see that there are certain things that's an abomination to God uh, that's in the Bible. There are scriptures that uh, teach uh, certain things that's an abomination to God. Okay? Those are sexual sins, heterosexual, homosexuality. Uh, these are the abominations of the Lord, uh, witchcraft, dowsing into things, uh, in, into the uh, a dark kingdom that God's opposed. God doesn't like that. And uh, when you operate in that, it separates you from the Lord. And as a lot of Christians may be trying to get into uh, spiritual warfare and don't recognize that you may have been dealing with some uh, tarot cards. You, you, I don't know. White magic. And if you get into these pagan practices and you're trying to do spiritual warfare, light and dark don't work together. And a lot of you don't realize if you have been caught up into using divination, observers of time, enchantment, or witch, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9, for when thou come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. Thou shalt not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire, or that uses divination or observance of time, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits, or a wizarder, or a narcomancer speaking to the dead. For all these do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Now these are things that's an abomination to him. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God does drive them out before thee. Thou should be perfect with the Lord thy God. And this can block you if you operate in that in your spiritual walk with the Lord. So you may need to renounce uh, horoscopes if you into any of that. In the past, before you knew yourself, renounce it and break that curse. Amen? So if you have dealt with any... Uh, Magic, white magic, black magic, conjums, tarot cards, even zodiac signs. Also, Ouija boards. I know a lot of Christians who are dabbling into that, and you can't be dealing with that. That's a violation of Deuteronomy uh, chapter, what I just read. Let me go back and find it. It's a violation of Deuteronomy 18. And a lot of Christians I come across deal with this and uh, not recognize it as spiritual sickness, which it is. Again, it violates Deuteronomy chapter uh, 18 verses. So if you have dabbled in that, ask the Lord to forgive you, Heavenly Father. I repent of any sins in my life or my ancestors' lives that have resulted in a curse. I repent of all witchcraft Narcromancy, sorcery, divination, wizardry, 
familiar spirits, observers of time, enhancement, or witch, narcomancer, white magic, tarot cards, ESP, Ouija board, crystal balls, eight ball, pendulums, Rosicrucianism, Satanism, Eastern Star, Kappa Alpha Psi, a.k.a. Phi Nu Pi, Alpha, Phi Alpha, Omega Sapphire, Freemasonry, rock music, illicit uh, rap music that violates the body of an African-American woman, the spirit of loss, I renounce in the name of Jesus, and I break these curses based on Galatians 3.13. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law by the sacrifice of Yeshua. I exercise my faith in the blood of Yeshua and loose myself and my descendants from every curse. I claim forgiveness through the blood of Yeshua for the sins of the fathers. All of my sins have been remitted. I loose myself from the curse that came as a result of all disobedience. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Now, we're going to have prayer after this is over with. We're going to open up the lines for any specific prayer. The word of knowledge will be moving tonight. There is someone who are having headaches, tremendous headaches when you fast. That is the devil trying to attack you. Drink a lot of water. And when you do a fast, the Lord has taught me that I can give you, it's called energy water. The Lord gave this, uh, this specifically to me, and I would like to share it with you. And I'm fasting because I'm starting to go back into the fasted life. Uh, many years ago when I started in the ministry, I fasted for three years, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I did it until God moved me out of the hospital, and then I saw clearly where I was going. Uh, I did not know. And when you fast, it really breaks the yokes of demonic interference. It really does. The demons don't like you to fast because you, you begin to open them out, call them out. For some reason, a fast and really put light on demonic activity. This is another main reason why many of God's children are coming under serious heavy attacks from the enemy. They have holes in the hedges as a result of operating in some heaviness of sin area. If you're operating in any of these heavy sins, which is witchcraft, you would need to get help and work it out with the Lord. If any of you out there need some help with that, please call me at air code 678-701-3733. The Bible says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. I will keep peace in the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts, those are demons, and the swords will not go through your land. You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall cease a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you, Leviticus 23.6. For the Lord your God walks in the midst of the camp to deliver you and to give you your enemies over to you. Therefore, your camp shall be holy, that he may see no unclean thing among you and turn away 
from you. Deuteronomy 23:14. When we move the unclean thing away from us, God comes to us. Sin separates us from God, and we all have a struggle with it. And the devil is dependent on you that you not fast, because spiritual warfare is really to really work out your own salvation. Because once you get on that fast, man, you begin to see a lot of things uh, that 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 you need to work on. And this is why it's important that I tell people to fast. Jesus says, when you fast, amen? Notice the second verse that God will walk in the midst of the camp, which is your life. He will deliver you and keep your enemies from overtaking you, but only if you walk holy. It is not then he will turn away from you, and you will then have protection from your enemies. We cannot leave cracks in our armor when we're doing spiritual warfare. The armor of God is real. The armor of God is real, and we have to put it on. There is a lot going on in the world. And I'm asking all of you to please put down Second Chronicles 7.14. Please remember this. I don't care what country you're in. We are all over the world. And we're streaming right now in 36 countries. And I, I don't have the time to say all the countries. But let me say this here. Hold on to Second Chronicles 7.14 and really use it because we need to intercede for nations. We need to pray for each other. The time is out to be bitter and animosity. You know, this is why the Lord told me, leave politicians. I can't be a politician. It is impossible to be a Christian and to be a politician. I really can't do it. I see that these so-called Christians, uh, Senator Tim Scott from uh, South Carolina, saying negative things about Joe Biden. But Joe Biden supposed to be a Catholic. First Timothy 1.10 says we're not supposed to speak against evil toward our brother and degrade him in the public. They do that to each other all day, slapping mud backwards and forth. This is demonic. We have a president in the United States have lied to the American government. We have a Fox News network. When you put out spirits that push out lies and people who don't study are susceptible to those spirits because the Bible says my people are just because of lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6, you have no knowledge of the word of God. Therefore, the, God has, the, the, the enemy has knowledge over you. And you can't resist the devil because you don't have the word in you to resist him. James 4, 7 says resist the devil, he shall flee. Now, you need to understand what it takes for a person to for, for the devil to flee from you. Well, if you look at the synoptic gospels in Mark, Matthew chapter four, verse one, it took Jesus three times to quote the scriptures of the devil, and then the Bible said he led him alone, and the angels came to minister to him three times. What will he do to you? So we have to get the kinks right. Ask the Lord to forgive you for all of your sins. We're not perfect. I am the worst of all sinners. I'll say that right now. This is why I'm so patient, but there's a brother in the Lord told me, man, you've been with me for all these years, and you didn't cut me off. The Lord didn't cut me off. We, we have to stop being real spiritual now. We've got to put that up and really buckle down and fight this spiritual beast, the devil, who's throwing everything at a lot of Christians in these last hours of these days. we got a war in Russia. we got this thing kicking off in Israel and Palestine. United States is still doing operational work in Syria. China is gearing up Taiwan. United States is beefing up to have another special forces in the United States Army called Jungle. 
and that's prepared them to fight in Southeast Asia. There's a lot of things that's moving in place, and you can do something about it as you pray. We have the power to change. The, by you going to vote, that doesn't change things. Prayer. You know, we have to put our trust in the Lord. The Lord, not the system of the world. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. If we do that, he should direct our path and pray earnestly. According to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, things can change. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. That's the problem. We don't want to humble ourselves. We're arrogant. We want to do what we want to do. I dealt with a guy for seven years. Seven years I had to talk to this guy. Seven. It took seven years for him to realize that the devil was using him. Seven years. I said, I said Brother James, the, the, the Donald Trump didn't win no election. He actually believed that. See, when you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you believe anything. But if the Holy Ghost is in you, which is that word is truth, it bears record in heaven. See, when the word of God bears record in heaven, that's how powerful it is. And the devil don't want you to know that it bears record when you're quoting it. The minute you say that, that thing coming out of heaven to bag up what you say. Now, if you don't believe that, I've been praying that the Lord release my money now and my spirit, my VA, and waiting on a VA settlement. That's why I'm still here. But when I get my VA settlement, I'm going to be gone. But I've been praying against it, Lord, put in my spirit to pray. We have to come up against these things, and we have to speak God's word. And if we speak his word and believe in faith, things will change. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as you hear the word of God, Romans ten seventeen, you'll be able to exercise the authority that you have in you by what scripture is in your spirit. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So when we humble ourselves, then God can start opening up his spirit, his love and his restoration. A lot of us, a lot of people need to be restored. They've been hurt. It hurts me to see so many people have not allowed the Lord to heal them in their life. And then when it's time to fight the enemy, they're so wore out from other things that have happened in their life that they're not able to really strengthen themselves and put on the arm of God. But if we humble ourselves, there's the power right here. We must humble. You can change your husband. You can change your wife. You can change your children. You don't have to do it by hollering at them, fussing at them. That's what the devil wants you to do. You can change all that by getting on your knees. God will tell you, and God will communicate to your spirit. Ask the Lord to confirm it out the mouth of two or three witnesses. Lord, send me two to three people that don't even know me to tell me what you got to say. That's in Second Corinthians 13.1. Effective spiritual warfare Effective spiritual warfare is to speak God's word and believe that what you speak shall come to pass. I'm having problems on this computer. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep going and pray that it don't get turned off. 
So what God wants to do is to humble ourselves. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. That's very powerful. God's judgment of his people during times of moral decline, spiritual apathy, worldly compromise is drought and barrenness, palaces and afflictions. God promised, although originally given to Israel, applies equally to his people of any generation who, after experiencing his judgment, meet the following conditions for a revival of spiritual life and restoration of God's holy purpose and blessings of his people. Acts 3, verse 19. Humble themselves. God's people must recognize their failures manifest sorrow for their sins and renew their commitment to God's will. Humble oneself before God and his word means recognizing one's spiritual property. If you can recognize that, you're going to have success. Spiritual property is in the book of Psalms, chapter 51, verse 17. Matthew 5, 3. Pray God's people must cry out to him in desperation for mercy and must completely depend upon him and trust him for his intervention. The prayers must be earnest, earnest and substantial until God answer them before heaven. Luke 11, 1 through 13, James 5, 7 through 18. To seek God's face must be diligent to turn to God with a whole heart and long for his presence and not just try to escape from the adversary but cleave to him and turn away from your wickedness. Isaiah 55, 6-7. God's people must generally repent by turning from Pacific's ways from their old ways, from the idolatrous ways, and to renounce it and to be clear to God so he can be near to you and then restore you so that your prayers can be answered. A lot of people, a lot of men call me, and they really are so angry at their wife that their prayers are being blocked. And if you men are out here who are married, please don't get angry with your wife. And I'm going to say this here, because I don't know who, who this is. I'm not here to judge nobody. But let me say this here. I'm going to let the word say this. If you're married and you have children and you go commit adultery on your wife with them children under the age of 18 years of age, you're putting a curse on your children if you have confessed that Jesus is all sinners in the death, I'm not here to knock nobody. But the Lord is moving on me. There's somebody out here, and God only knows who it is. It's not for me to judge. Don't be looking at nobody. They in the room with you listening to the broadcast. Let the Lord minister to the person. You don't know the heart. Only God knows the heart. So we're not here to judge this individual. But, brother, when any of you brothers in the Lord wish to bite that other apple, it's always going to bring a curse on your family. And it's going to put curse on your children. In Second Peter chapter 2.14, the Bible says, Having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart they have exercised with covet practices, cursed children. That's a curse. And if you're operating under any type of curse, it is very impossible for God to hear your prayer. Another one... Uh, that causes uh, uh, men that that's married, uh, they can't pray effectively because they haven't forgiven their wife. And uh, in First Peter chapter three verse seven, it says, "Likewise, ye husbands, 
Dwell with them according to knowledge. Well, how are you going to dwell with your wife according to the knowledge of God? But if you're dating out of order, where sex is first, then you go to counseling, and now you got a soul tie, you got other spirits in you with that person, and that's going to break up the marriage. But if you do it the right way through sanctification and allow the Spirit of God to manifest that marriage, that never happened to me because nobody taught that to me. But for you men who are married, you have to get it straight in 88 with your wife because it will hinder your prayers. In 1 Peter 3, 7, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being together of the grace of that, you may, that your prayers be not hindered. So when you go into special warfare, man, please forgive people. Amen. God is holy, and he wants us to walk in holiness. And holiness is not really taught uh, that much at all. It's, it's sad to say that these conversations are dull to the Christian ear when they're the most powerful resources available for the believer so that they can engage themselves in being close to God and not being in poverty. God will anoint you with his power to go into battle. I want you to know that. If you are operating under full surrender with God, and I want to read this to you because he will go with you when you are in battle. God will do that. If you're operating under a full surrender with God the Father and walking in all of God's ways and staying out of serious sins and transgressions against him, then the next thing you will need to fully recognize is that God will now anoint you with his power. If you are forced to go into battle, with your enemy. The Bible tells us that we are now all good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Whether we want to face it up or not, we are all living in a war zone with demons as a result of the curse of Adam and Eve that is still in full operation on this earth. Any one of us at any time can come under human or demonic attack. The daily news will provide to you without any show of doubt. Just watch the news. For any person to come into a store and start killing people, that's the spirit of murder. Where are the pastors? Why not we call them putting this thing down? We're going to do that tonight. We're going to pull the spirit of murder down in the United States. We're going to pull this. We're going to come and let the Holy Spirit lead us wherever country you're at. If you're there, pray for the demonic problems at that nation. Each Christian must now make their own personal decision on all of this. You can either choose to learn how to rise up in the power of the Lord, your Savior, or learn how to become a true warrior in the Lord, or you can continue to keep your head in the sand and let storms and cloud after storm and choke all of your blessings and keep beating you down. That's your own choice. If you want to do it in the flesh, you ain't going to go nowhere. Because you can't do this in space, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. The following verses will show you that God can anoint you with his power to defeat the enemy that may come to you. But you first have to be willing to step into the anointing and then be willing to take your enemy head on before God releases you. His anointing through you to be able to defeat the enemy. Again, study these verses carefully as they will show you the incredible supernatural power that God can channel through you if you qualify with what? Forgiving people? Make sure you're a man that you ain't got no alt against your wife. Your wife, forgive your husband. Ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins. Fast. These only come out by fasting and prayer. Use the manual Isaiah 58 to show you that the fast deal with the soul. If you do these things, you're building up yourself to be a good armor. And then when you speak these words with faith, they become alive. 
I really believe, behold, I give unto you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by the enemy hurt you, Luke ten nineteen. I said this one time for an hour, and I was wearing that demon out. He hated to hear that over and over, pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. I've done exorcisms where I've quoted over 40 to 50 scriptures just to weaken that thing. The more Bible you know, the more weaker you can weaken a demon. Sometimes they'll be fierce. Sometimes they'll, be, they'll, they'll try to uh, uh, be stout. They'll try to hide within the personality. But if you have the Holy Ghost, and if you're operating in the nine gifts, you'll be able to see the enemy more perfectly. So you need tools to become a good spiritual warfare. You need the nine gifts, First Corinthians chapter 12. These gifts will enable you to combat and to see in the spiritual realm what you're dealing with. Now, let's look at some of these gifts. We're talking about a spiritual warfare, and a lot of people don't connect that with spiritual gifts. Well, if you don't have any gifts, how are you going to fight a war? I was a soldier. I want a flak jacket, okay? I want an MK38, MK58. That's 1,347 rounds. I want a bazooka load. I need two of those. I need about nine or 12 grenades scrapped around me. I also got to get in my other flak jacket. I need more more bullets. I want more bullets on me than food and water. As a matter of fact, I'll throw away the water because I can get off the land. Well, how I'm thinking like that because I'm a soldier. Your armor, when you have your armor on, that's defensive positions when you're fighting in spiritual warfare. But to get extra curriculum or extra uh, uh, equipment, then you get with the spiritual gifts. And that is how you get the victory with these things because God has given us these gifts to work in operation in the spirit of God to be very successful. You can with these gifts. Some of you may not know the gifts, but I'm going to have to talk about that at a later time. I just want to go over some briefly of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It says, the diversities of gifts now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God does not want you to be ignorant that you can get gifts. I have taught for 14 years, and I've met so many people all over the world tell me that they pastor told me that that wasn't for them. That's misteaching. Also, this thing that only a Roman Catholic priest can do, a deliverance is hogwash. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Now, you've got to be taught by the Holy Spirit, you just you just can't just go up there just casting out demons. You got to have the Holy Ghost in you. You got to be equipped to deal with demons. Okay. Now, First Corinthians twelve two. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you was led. Wherefore I give you to understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called it Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of the ministration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities to operation, but as the same God which worketh in all. The manifestation of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So you can't be successful in spiritual warfare unless you have these gifts. Then Paul notice he said, profit. You're a prophet when you get them. I operate in the word of knowledge a lot, and I give all credit to the Lord. I can see in the spirit. Sometimes I can see the demons. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I see angels. Sometimes I don't. I don't set up here and lie because a lie goes straight to hell. 
I can feel the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I can feel I can discern demonic activity in a minute. I don't care where I go. I can walk in the house and something click on me. I don't like going to a lot of people's houses. Uh, I don't really like being a lot around people unless I know them. Because you don't know what spirit people have in you. And this is why the sons of God must be led by the spirits of God. If the spirit of God will lead you according to your daily walk and to surrender yourself, to walk in total obedience, that's not easy to do. You need these gifts to enable you to conquer the devil. For to one is the spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. That's God's telling you about something. To another faith. It takes faith to cast out demons by the same spirit. To another healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. That's casting out demons. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. That's where you can discern specific types of spirits. If you're in the deliverance ministry, that's the gift you need, discerning the spirit and word of knowledge. And it says, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these work the one and the same spirit, dividing every man severely as he will. Now, if God gives you this authority, we have to walk in his authority. Amen? So we're going to go over to some prayers now. And I want to give you some scriptures. Then he called his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over all demons and to curse diseases. Do you believe that? You have to believe that. And if you believe that, you can operate in it. Luke 9, 1. And he called the 12 to him and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and heal them. This is the true gospel of Christ. When you are casting out demons, you are showing that the kingdom of God has come on earth to be manifested, to defeat, and might defeat the enemy. The might is based on the person who's doing the deliverance. If the person is meditating day and night, fasting, praying in tongues, listening to a lot of Derek Prince, and fasting and meditating and reading the word and staying out the world and constantly meditating, you will be able to be successful against the enemy. And when he had called his disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kind of sickness and kind of diseases. I had a demon tell me, would you stop saying that? And I, I, I'm tired of you saying that to me. And I told the demon, well, this is where it's written. Okay, I know where it's written at, man. I'm not your man. And I just kept pounding him, and he left. They hate the word of God. So the more words you know in you, the more you are able to defeat the enemy. See, the devil knowing Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon shall come and prosper to come up against you. He knows that. But if you don't know the word of God, that's where you have no weapon. See, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So any weapon that the devil brings to you, it shouldn't prosper. Now, if it's prospering, that means that you don't have your armor on. Okay? Sorry, just be honest. That's inconsistent. And if you're inconsistent with the Lord... You're not going to be a good sniper. You ain't going to be accurate to hit the enemy. Spiritual warfare is like being in the military, really. A sniper is very deadly. Well, that's some of the equipment that the military uses to rage a war. We have equipment, the arm of God. We have offensive weapons as the, the, the discerning of the spirit, the word of knowledge, and all these other gifts that he's implemented for us to have. We need to be operating in it when we're coming up against the devil. No weapons shall form against you. 
shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord, Isaiah 54, 17. In Psalms chapter 44, verse 5, it says, Though we will push down our enemies, though your name we will trample, those who rise against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hate us. In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. Psalms 45 verse 1. For the eyes of the Lord run through and forth through the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Second Chronicles 16.9, loyal. Notice it says loyalty. Not half doing it, not one day you're doing spiritual warfare, and the next day you back doing something else. That's wavering. Anytime you do that, that's the spirit of wavering. You need to come see me because if operating in your life, I guarantee that's going to go on your job. It's going to go off your relationship. That same spirit can affect different areas of your life. Spirits affect different people in their life based on the circumstances that they got themselves in uh, with the Lord, whether they, the, the level of their obedience is. And the demons are, are hoping that the level of disobedience is very low where they have the opportunity to attack you and to come into you. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exports. Daniel 11, uh, 32. This is the word of the Lord, Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but my spirit, says the Lord. God's spirit is the one that's the aggressor to the enemy. And you can lay it on him by quoting Zechariah 4, 6 and believe that. There are many scriptures that I could have given you. I'd be here all day showing you the five God, the hammer of God, the sickle of God. I'll do that in another presentation. Now, we have power over the enemy. And the devil don't want you to believe that. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. First Corinthians 420. Amen. All right. Now, what we're going to do is change. We're going to say some uh, prayers. And then I'm going to open up this line in the blog talk room. We, we have an audience in the blog talk room, air code 646-378-1857. And we're going to have a prayer to protect us from all evil. And I want to have another prayer let's go do some warfare prayers I want to give and we're going to rebuke the enemy Satan the Lord Jesus rebuke you we all rebuke you in the name of Jesus that the enemies be perished at your rebuke, O oh Lord, we rebuke all demonic demons away from our family, away from our nations. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, away from our lives, go. We use Psalms, verse 80, verse 16. Let the enemies perish at your rebuke. We rebuke you. Yet, Mike, is there archangel when contempting about the body of Moses? Does not break in any written accusation, but said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Job, or Jude 1, 9, and 10. You have to speak the word when you're doing spiritual warfare. Anytime you're doing the spiritual warfare, speak it and, re and, re and, re and, re and, and believe it. 
I rebuke all the wind and storm of Satan that sent against me in my life. Mark 439. You got to believe it. When you believe it and say it, it will come to pass. Now, if you don't have faith, you got to get some. How do you get faith? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Believe all things are possible for him that believe it. Mark 9, 23. And if you can believe it, Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. When you believe the word of God, if it's coming off your lips, as you speak it, just as Jesus spoke it against the Satan, he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Three times, then the devil left him. Well, if he did it three times, the devil's going to try to hit us every day. And if we're not ready for it through the word, even our day at work can cause us not to read the Bible. There are many uh, areas that the devil can use on you on a daily basis to stop you from reading the word. Some of you want to get a quick fix by listening to a preacher. Now, if you're that type of Christian, you ain't going to make it. I'm going to be real with you. You're not going to make it. Amen. You have to learn how to fight this battle for yourself and speak God's word. Amen. Rebuke the devourer for my sake, Malachi 3, 9. We rebuke him. We rebuke all demons against us and give us a peaceful sleep, Psalm 76, verse 6. Lord, we rebuke the spirits that cause cursed upon us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We rebuke it. A curse does not come without a cause, Proverbs 26, 2. We break every curse in our life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, based on Galatians 3, 13. Christ became a curse for us, it is written as cursed as he who hangeth on a tree. Christ became a curse that we may enjoy the blessings of Abraham. Amen. And we're going to say one prayer before we leave. I'm having some technical difficulties, and I want to make sure that I get this fixed when I come back on air later on tonight. And we're going to come up against the devil. Father, we come in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ask that you protect every Christian worldwide. I ask that all Christians become hungry to serve you, Lord. I pray that you put in your spirit, Lord, an awakening that they serve you. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that they call upon you. For those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I speak this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Give us a call. Come into the room, 646-378-1857. If you wish to sow a seed, you can do so at www.livedeliverance.com on our PayPal site. We have a secure PayPal site. Come into the room now at 646-378-1857 and come join us. Shalom. Stand by. Stand by. Coming into the room, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to get the radio station turned back on. And turn the mic off here. I'll be with you. Stand by. Turn this off. This. Okay. That's it. Everybody, uh, Chapman Durden, you got anything you want to say? Chapman Durden. Hello, ma'am, can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am, can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay. All right. Can Brother John, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Ma'am, what type of prayer you need? What's going on? Welcome to Blog Talk Radio and Live Deliverance. How did you find out about me? Uh, I had I, seen Deliverance Live uh, online, and I, I've spoken to you previously before. And um, my situation right now is uh, I'm dealing with a, a lot of oppression, and it kind of seems like uh, uh, satanic witchcraft attacks over my mind. And no matter where I go, it just it latches onto me. And uh, and I and I I I, I, I have a I, I use scripture and I, I as much as I can uh, to to continue fighting and I'm fasting and I'm reading the word and declaring scripture and I I, I, I seem to not be uh, I haven't been um, able to receive breakthrough I'm I kind of I become kind of a laughing stock to people I'm kind of like a um, Just kind of going through a lot of shame, oppression, and uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever dabbled in witchcraft before? I have. I I saw a psychic. Okay, you was involved with psychic. That's black magic. Have you did a seance? Did you do narcomancy? No. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to sit. After we get off broadcast, I'm going to have to call you immediately and uh, put you on the phone with my assistant. And when she gets back from out of town, we're going to start resuming deliverance uh, next week and set you for an appointment for some major deliverance. Uh, But right now, I want you to rededicate your life to the Lord and start you all over. We're going to help you. Do you read? How often do you read the Bible? Tell the truth now. Do you read the Bible? Tell the truth. Daily. You read it every day? Yeah. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Do you speak in tongues? I do. Let me hear your tongues. Okay. Okay. Say this, say this. Say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I renounce witchcraft. I renounce witchcraft. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. For open up this door. For opening this door. I break it by the blood of Jesus. I break it by the blood of Jesus. And I renounce all forms of witchcraft. I renounce all forms of witchcraft. Now, tell me what you was getting, what you got into, and I want you to say I renounce it. Chakra, chakra opening. And also uh, fortune telling future uh, or spiritual reading of my body. And then uh, also uh, I was on drugs during that time. Okay. A lot of hallucination? It was a, it was a, a narcotic. Okay. Well, okay. That's, let, me, let me do this. Uh, let me deal with you after we get off air. I'm going to call you as soon as I get off air. Can that work? Because this is private, and this should be private. You, you, you deserve the right to be ministered to privately. So if you don't mind, I'm going to call you back as soon as I get off this radio, okay? Okay, thank you. 
Yes, ma'am. Chapman Durden, you got the mic. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, I wish we had a guy all this teaching when we were in school. You know, we've been taught that there's no such thing as demons. Been taught everything about the gifts that died down. And show you how messed up we are. You still got present-day ministers. I still talking about tongues have ceased and all that crap. And you can't blame them because that's what they've been taught themselves. But that doesn't excuse us to really go around and do to dig it for ourselves to see what's still available and what isn't. Now, I didn't learn all this stuff until I was in my in my 40s. And I was in church every Sunday. I was a deacon in church and everything else. But I was brought up not to believe in all that stuff. So I'm glad you're teaching. I'm glad, well, the Holy Spirit directed you and gave you the subject for tonight. And I thank God that the Holy Spirit, well, you're obedient to the Lord, that you can hear him. And as a result of your hearing him, what you're teaching is what he's giving you in your spirit. And that's mighty, mighty, mighty. Kind of remind me of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were just fishermen. But God saw their heart. And God, what? Spoke to them and gave them the word. So everything we see in that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it wasn't them. It was the Holy Spirit. And when we hear your teaching, uh, it's not you. The Holy Spirit is using you to teach us the word he wants us to know. And it still makes me sad when I still hear present-day ministers and pastors and doctors tell me, haven't you heard tongue has ceased? I can't stand that. I can't stand it. That's, that's that old crap that they've been taught. And that's no excuse. You need to get down there and study the Bible and read it. Look at those gifts. That's what, I, that's what I've been doing. And come to find out, that stuff is for us today. God had ordained all of us to have it. It wasn't just for the first century um, Christians, but it was for all of us. And so I just thank the Lord. And I remember all those churches I went to from the time I was 18 to the time I was 30, all I heard was this has ceased, that has ceased. And so finally, I prayed, and the Lord came to me in a dream one night and said, go home. Man, I jumped in the car and went down to Savannah, and the Lord said, go see your sister. I went to my sister's house. I said, what you doing here all the way from there? I said, the Lord sent me. And she said, what's happening? I said, well, uh, it was a teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I just finally got down to the Lord. I don't know what to believe. Some of them believe it. Some don't believe it. Some people, they don't know for sure. I said, what is the truth? It got to be a truth somewhere. And she just laughed at me. She said, you mean you don't do this, this thing? Yeah. I said, well, where I'm sitting at, they keep telling me it's, it's day is gone. And I just can't receive it for some reason. But I don't know how to defeat that that teaching. I don't know. I just can't believe it. I don't believe it. And she said, come and go to church. And I said, what? Don't you go to church? You no, know, I left that church. They don't talk no tongues and all that. So she took me to the church that the Lord sent her to. And the pastor said, I'm not going to argue with you. Come on down here. He took me right into the chapel. He said, but first of all, you never did it if you got any sin on you, Brother John. And uh, do you have any sins? I said, well, it depends on what sins and what others. You know, I said, but well, I'm pretty good at it. And then so he said, well, you don't have to go through all that because the Lord told me that you're righteous. You're doing right. You love him. And you're trying your best to walk in the word because your grandmama pray for you and pray for you and pray for you. Use the result of your grandmother. And he said, go down to the altar and ask God for it. I said, really? He said, yeah. So I went down to the altar and I said, Lord, I don't know what to believe. I go to this church and I went to that church and tongues had see, tongue had see. And for some reason, I just can't accept it. I don't know why. I said, the pastor here told me that's because the Holy Spirit was, 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 was holding me back from believing that. 
So he said, all right, John, just ask. And I said, Lord, uh, I don't want to speak in tongues. Please, if it's for me, I want it. I'm not going to jump out and say, it ain't due. So, so I'm coming to you in faith. I said, Lord, give it to me if it's still available. It's still us. I want to believe. And next thing I'm doing, and I take your children and take your wife. And I went back to, to Atlanta. I said, y'all, come on. I'm sure y'all where we going. <laughs> we went to another one, man. You know, my children can speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's still available. All right. Amen. That's it for tonight. I got to call the Sisters of Christ. God bless you, ma'am. I'm going to give you a call. Uh, God bless everybody. I got to get into some deliverance now with some of my members. Shalom to you. Again, thank you, Brother John. Love everybody Amen. and take care. Amen. Welcome to my gymnasium. <laughs> Check it out. Watch this. Bring exercise my tongue, so you are. I read them ready for ministry, so guess what? Running extra. Yeah, yeah. Bless up.